From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents the Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. My name is Father Dan Donovan. The Televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution from two donors. The first are Ray and Joan Voyle from St. Aloysius Parish in Kitchener, Ontario, for all affected by the COVID virus, for those who are confined due to physical or psychological issues, or for parent, and for parents, students, and teachers. The second is an anonymous donor from Williams Lake, British Columbia, and thanksgiving for the Daily TV Mass, for the souls in purgatory, and for a personal intention. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the, of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us now acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who in the abundance of your kindness surpass the merits and the desires of those who entreat you, pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who are confusing you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should proclaim to you a gospel contrary to what we proclaim to you, let that one be accursed. As we have said before, so now I repeat, if anyone proclaims to you a gospel contrary to what you received, let that one be accursed. Am I now seeking human approval or God's approval? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still pleasing people, I would not be a servant of Christ. For I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel that was proclaimed by me is not a human, of human origin. For I did not receive it from a human source, nor was I taught it. But I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord.
The Lord will remember his covenant forever. The Lord will remember his covenant forever. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. In the company of the upright, in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. The Lord will remember his covenant of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. The Lord will remember his covenant forever. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. His praise endures forever. The Lord will his covenant forever. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. commandment, love one another as I have loved you. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. A lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? The lawyer answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, the lawyer asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away. 
leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise the Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he gave him of his own, then he, got, got, then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day the Samaritan took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever you spend. Jesus asked, Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell among the hands of the robbers? The lawyer said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Each of the Gospels tells the story of Jesus in a slightly different way. Sometimes it is the result of the different accounts of his life that have been handed down in the various communities out of which the evangelists have come and for which they write. In other cases, it may be a matter of the individual writer being struck by a particular quality in the life of Jesus or by a special emphasis in his teaching, something that he then, in turn, emphasizes in writing his gospel. Luke's gospel offers a wonderful example of this. To read it through is to be struck by the considerable emphasis he puts on mercy, the mercy of God and of Christ, and the mercy that we are called to show to one another. It is only in the Gospel of Luke, for example, that we find the great parables of mercy, the Good Samaritan, the prodigal son, Lazarus and the rich man, the Pharisee and the publican. Only in Luke do we hear of Jesus on the cross forgiving his executioners and promising one of the thieves crucified with him that he would be soon in paradise. The parable of the Good Samaritan is one of those parables which, once we've really heard it, tend to stick in our memory. There's something all too familiar about a man beaten and left by the side of a road, and something all too rare about the immediate and generous response of the Samaritan. The context in which Jesus tells the parable suggests his broader significance. A rather unsympathetic lawyer tries to test Jesus, to provoke him, if possible, to say something at odds with the Mosaic law. The question he asks, what must I do to inherit eternal life, could hardly be more fundamental. Like the good teacher that he is, Jesus, instead of simply answering the man's question, Ask him what the Bible says about it. The lawyer answers as Jesus himself would have answered. The key to salvation is love. 
love of God and love of neighbor. When Jesus agrees with him, the lawyer continues the conversation by asking, who then is my neighbor? The man in the parable, lying half dead by the road, stands for any number of people in all kinds of situations. It could be someone suffering from illness or poverty, from abandonment or isolation from family and friends. Could also be victims of a natural disaster or violence or whatever, of whatever kind. It could also stand for those who, because of racial or other forms of prejudice, have been marginalized, pushed to the side of the road. A distinctive feature of the parable is that it starts not with what one should do, but with what one should not do. In order to underline by way of contrast the rarity and special nature of the Samaritan's action, Jesus begins by evoking two people who, though seeing the man, pass by. It is not irrelevant to the parable that they are a priest and a Levite, individuals involved in various ways in the religious rituals of the temple. Such involvement, far from excusing them from, from performing acts of charity, should have given them an added motive for doing so. As a priest, I can't help but feel challenged by their appearance in the parable. It's not difficult to understand why the priest and the Levite act as they do. Like them, many of us don't want to get involved with people in obvious need for different reasons, including fear of what might be asked of us. We may feel sorry for a person or persons in that kind of situation. We may even wish that someone will come along to give them assistance. But we act, lack the inner virtue, the generosity of spirit, that bigness of soul, which without which or that would move us beyond a mere wish to actually doing something for such people. The Samaritan is introduced in the same way as the priest and the Levite. He too comes along the road. He sees the man. His seeing, however, is of a different nature from theirs. It's more than a mere glance. Seeing, he understands what has happened and the need in which the man finds himself. This is the kind of seeing that enables a person to act. Seeing and not acting is something of which many of us have been guilty. This is certainly true of me. What makes the Samaritan's response different is that he sees the plight of the man, not only with his physical eyes, but with the eyes of his soul. He sees a fellow human being, someone like himself, someone made in the image and the likeness of God. The opposite of the Good Samaritan in Luke's Gospel is the wealthy man who leads a luxuriant lifestyle and because of it is unable to see, in any real sense of the word, Lazarus, a sick 
and hungry street person lying at his gate. At the end of today's reading, Jesus asked the lawyer which of the three, the priest, the Levite, or the Samaritan, was a neighbor to the man who fell among the, the hands of the robbers. The lawyer recognizes what Jesus intends by the parable, and so he says, the one who showed him mercy. The lawyer answers, to him and to us, Jesus says, go and do likewise. Let us now in faith and trust present before God our needs. For all of us that are sharing in this Eucharist will help us to see others with the eyes of faith. Let us pray to the Lord. For those in the Daily TV Mass community who have asked to be included in our prayer intentions book, that during this time of thanksgiving we may be grateful for our gifts and be willing to share our goods and talents with others, let us pray to the Lord. For children and young people in our schools and universities, that they will be able to make the best of what for them is a difficult year, let us pray to the Lord. For our deceased relatives and friends and for those who have died this past night, that they will be brought to eternal life in God, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Gracious God, we ask you to hear and grant these prayers as well as the more personal ones that each one of us has in his or her own heart. All this we pray through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. By the mingling of this water and wine, become partaker of his divinity, came partaker of our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Gracious God, wash me from my sins, cleanse me from my iniquity. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. Grant us, O merciful God, that this our offering may find acceptance with you, and that through it the wellspring of all blessing may be laid open before us, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father most holy, through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your Word, through whom you made all things, whom you sent us as our Savior and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin. Fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people, he stretched out his hands as he endured his passion, so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. 
And so with the angels and the saints, we declare your glory as with one voice we acclaim. Holy. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna in the You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more, giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, Lord, remember your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen.
the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostle, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not upon our, our sins, but upon the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. And let us offer one another the sign of peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Would those of you at home join with me now in this act of spiritual communion? My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Grant us, Almighty God, that we may be refreshed and nourished by the sacrament which we have received so as to be transformed into what we consume. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.
Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. like to sponsor a Mass or share in sponsoring a Mass, please call our office at 1-888-383-6277 for details. Our tribute we bring, we lay it before Thee, we kneel and adore Thee, we bless Thy holy name, glad praises we sing. We worship Thee, God of our fathers. We bless Thee through trouble and tempest.